to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And so this morning, we're going to start off. I want to introduce to you our eldership. We need your prayers. How many of you know that people that lead anything need prayers? That's what the Bible teaches. And the eldership are the governing body of the church. They give governance to the church. They give leadership. They give oversight to the church. It's a spiritual body. They are there to make sure that the church has direction and it is also healthy that the things that are happening in the church are producing the fruit that God wants it to have. It's not there just to keep the senior pastor accountable. A lot of churches think that, you know, the eldership is there to try and keep the, you know, the boss, the leader accountable. Now, there is part of that, but you know what? We work as a team, but really it's there to give spiritual, to help the senior pastor to give direction and health to the church. I'm the primary visionary person. I'm the apostolic leader of this house, and I don't say that lightly or to boast, but I say that to, to try and make us understand what God wants to do. Now, we have a yearly review, and I really, really appreciate these people that God has given us. So I'm going to call them up the front. Uh, Ross Valentine, would you come? Uh, Robin Zucola, uh, John and uh, Joanna Torrance, Charles Chrisopulli, and Ian Fisher. If these uh, folks could come to the stage, I want you to give them a big, big hand as they come. These are great people. Now, our average age, because of one person in this, this lineup, is over 58. And you just you guess which person that is. Uh, they're an incredible person. Uh, Charles tries to lower it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it is a great, great oversight. I'm just going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to give them the microphone. Just, guys, just for about 30 seconds, just tell us. Uh, who you are, because some people go, well, which one's Ross, which one's Joanna? I might think it's that one. Um, and just tell us quickly what you do. Is that all right? This is Ian. Yeah. Ian Fisher. Um, most of you know, I've had 40 years in this assembly, and this is the fruit of that. I work with the finances, and a lot of people might see anything else that happens. Somebody said to me yesterday, what do you do when you're tired, retired? I actually haven't... In the last three weeks, actually, haven't been here one, not one day. But I love doing it. It's not a burden. It's the joy of the Lord. Uh, my name is Ross Valentine, and this is my day, um, and my wife's day. Who else has got a, na- a day named after him? I haven't got much more to say apart from that. Um, <clears throat> The only thing I do need to say is that Nick was at the, the women's uh, breakfast yesterday and the only reason he got in was because he was wearing his handbag. So. <laughs> Joanna just said to me, she goes, she was trying to think through, what, what's he mean it's my day? She goes, oh, I just got it. <laughs> I'm blonde. Um, my name's Joanna Torrance and I'm married to John, obviously. And we actually live in Geelong, but we have been coming up to this church since Pastor Nick... Um, and Meredith took it over three years ago. And just last year, in the middle of the year, Pastor Nick asked us if we would come on the eldership, and we agreed um, for a 12-month period. And we just uh, love this church, and our role in this, uh, as a, in eldership is we run the family programs and the parenting programs. So we love it. 
And I'm, I'm John, I'm a motor mechanic, and um, yeah, we come up from Geelong every week, and uh, we just love as well. Joanne has explained the rest, so thank you. I'm Charles, I pretty much do, I hang out with Ian pretty much every day. Um, I love it here as well, you guys know, I do whatever, whatever really needs to be done to try and help things move forward and to try and reach people. Um, obviously married to April, and these are my in-laws, so yeah, awesome. My name is Robin Zaccolo, and I'm very grateful that God has given me my three score years and ten, and I'm still here, and when I look back, God's hand has always been upon my life. I'm very thankful for where I am and what I've got. Now just stay up here, folks. Um, in a moment, I'm going to introduce Pastor Tim Jack. Pastor Tim Jack is from our national team, the Apostolic Movement, and um, I'm going to get him to come and pray for us. Uh, he's the former apostolic leader. I think you were leading for about five years, something like that. Did an amazing job uh, in bringing uh, the movement to a whole new level on a whole new stage. Um, he runs a church in Adelaide. He's repurposing a church just like we've done. Uh, but what's very exciting is that in the month of May, uh, he uh, actually moves over to the UK, which is so close to my heart, and um, he's actually been asked, uh, which I think is absolutely incredible, to become the national leader of the apostolic movement in the UK. Isn't that amazing? The link is going to be absolutely incredible. I'm going to ask him just to come and pray for us. And uh, then he's going to hand the microphone back to me because I just need to say a few other things. Uh, and as you come up, I, I just want to give um, Ian Fisher a gift. Uh, how many of you know Ian? How many don't know Ian? He, he is a legend. And he, he Ian, you're just unbelievable. Uh, I've not met anybody with such passion Anything we ask you to do, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's in an office, whether it's cleaning, whether it's whatever it is you do. And look, this is just a small token. I think we need to give you one of these every week because you're unbelievable. He, he's not retired. He has a heart. that You won't find anybody who has a heart for the purpose of God and for the house of God and the people of God. So we commend you today and we bless you. Why don't you give him a big, big hand today? That's awesome. Why don't you come, Tim? Thanks, Nick. Good morning. I know you're comfortably sitting, but I wonder if you would stand and extend your hands in prayer to the elders who stand on the stage right now. And we're going to pray in Jesus' name that as go the leaders, so will go the church. They will move into greater levels of prosperity, blessing, wholeness, sanctification. In all of those things, they'll lead you into that release of God's purpose over your lives and the life of this church together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this dedication day. I thank you, Lord, for these people that have given themselves to you. Lord, the, these folks have held nothing back, but they have given themselves to you in, in some cases for many, many years. Lord, they have done it for your glory. You've taken them through mountaintop and valley, and still they have held on firm to the promises of God. And Father, through your own amazing way, you have brought them to this place at this time. Lord, for the purpose of creating a biblical umbrella of blessing for this church and all that happens from it. So, Lord God, today, in the name of Jesus, I pray your blessing upon them, that each one of them would know 
the incredible blessing and favour of God that they would know individually and they would know corporately the blessing of God Almighty upon their lives, that Lord upon their ministry in this church and they would see, oh God, in this next season an incredible multiplication of ministry flowing out of this house into the suburbs and the streets and the city around them. I pray, oh God, that this city will, this church will be like a city on a hill, a light that cannot be hid. And there, Lord, providing the fuel will be a group of people who dedicate themselves today to the cause of Christ. Father, we together as the people of God pray for them now, but we undertake to pray for them day by day. For as they go, so will go the church. And so in the name of Jesus, the head of the church, we pray your blessing upon this eldership. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Fantastic. You may be seated. Just if you could stay up here, the eldership, just for a moment. Sorry, I haven't told you that. Um, three years ago, when we were asked to come to this church, uh, I was praying specifically for three ministries for God to help us to rebuild this church. And one of those was a youth pastor. And I was praying earnestly and saying, God, give me the right person. Give me a person that has your heart, a person that displays maturity to lead a new generation. And uh, I'm not going to go through the whole story, uh, but through... A series of events. How many of you know it's God that builds the church? It, God sets things up. He sets them up. If you give your life to Jesus Christ, He will set your life up. Don't get frustrated. Don't get annoyed. Don't try and work out your own life. You just be obedient and God will set up His plan for your life. And this young man here, Charles Chrysopoli and our lives collided, I think, for a second time. Once was at a camp when he was 12 years old, I think. I was uh, doing, I was training for half marathons. You can see I've still got the body. And uh, he said to me, can I come with you? You know, and I thought to myself, oh gosh, look at this little fella. What are we going to do with him? I said, of course you can come. But you know, he was, he was only 12. He hadn't developed his muscles. And after about 15 minutes, I lost him. That's how much I cared for him. I think he, I lost him for a bit. He was in the front, yeah. Lost him for a couple of hours. And then he, that night I prophesied. I can't remember the prophecy he does. But God had a collision course. And we were on collision course. And so he has served with his wife, April. Who she's, You're not getting teary again, April. Don't get up here and get teary. Uh, They've served faithfully for three years as in their role as the... Um, the youth pastor and young adults pastor. But, you know, I really felt the Holy Spirit spoke to me that it is time that, uh, you know, that we bring Charles to a whole new level of ministry. And so today I want to announce to you that as of this Sunday, uh, Charles will become my assistant. He'll be the assistant pastor in this church. Isn't that great? And uh, we're really thrilled of that. April, why don't you come up here? Come on, you can do a little bit better than that. They're an incredible couple. And um, 
they're going to over, still oversee some of those departments. Um, they, they're a great young couple. You, church, you're blessed to have such a great young couple. And, you know, as, as we just develop them in this new area of responsibility and privilege, there's a privilege to having that role, but there's also an incredible responsibility. And so we really need to ask God to just really bless them. At the same time, Charles hasn't uh, been inducted. And so we're going to do that at the same time. Tim's going to come and do that. But uh, I'd like uh, Charles's parents to come up. Would you come up also? Would you do that as we do that? So I'm going to hand over to Tim. What he's going to do is he's going to induct Charles in April, and then he's going to dedicate them to that new role. Thanks. Thanks, Nick. Dedication day. What a day. D-Day. When we think about history, D-Day was a momentous day in recent times. It was a day when an enemy started to be pushed back in a significant way as the forces that we are aligned with particularly were arranged and began to push back that enemy and to extend the band of freedom that had been so much limited. This is a D-Day for the church, so much preparation. And we see that in the purposes of God, there are moments when he calls us to be consecrated. And consecration comes not just in a moment of time, but over a period of time, where we prepare for what God will do next. And I sense that this is one of those days when God is going to do something next, and this season of dedication is a part of the preparation for it. Ordination or induction, as we are doing today, is something when we together as the family of God gather and we recognize that God has placed something into the life of Charles. We see that this is the gift of God. God has placed something of the gift of God, Charles, in your life. We understand from the scriptures that Christ in his ascension gave something of himself to you. Jesus planted something of his ministry Even though it was 2,000 years ago, he planted something of that ministry in you. And you are a carrier of something of the ascended Christ. You can read about that in Ephesians chapter 4. Christ, in ascending, gave gifts to men. And Charles, we recognize as a church and as a leadership, carries something of a ministry, a unique part of that ministry of the ascended Christ. It's a precious, precious thing. But we don't recognize the gift in isolation, for we recognize that the gift comes also with a calling. And there is a calling that is about time and place, about time. This is the time. This is the place. This is the location that God has made it very clear that this is the right place, Charles, for you and for April. This is your time. And God is opening a door for you, an effective door that will create not only opportunities for you, but will sow something into the people that you minister to. For their ministry is not really as much about themselves as it is about you. For their role and their function is to equip you to do the work of the ministry that God has called you to. This is not creating a pedestal for them. It's not creating a a place where they can uh, celebrate just a nice building and a great congregation. It's about them sowing into your life something that will take the ministry of Christ further than it's ever been before. That it will take it through you. 
that ministry that will transform lives in your world. We recognise also it's not just about gifting, it's not just about calling, but it's also about character. Lots of gifted people about, but not all of them have godly character. And every man and woman of God has an obligation to develop the vessel of their life, develop in that vessel godly character, to be people of integrity, of honour, of truth, of honesty, to carry the call of God and the gift of God in a vessel that reflects the character of Christ. That's not evidenced in five minutes, but it comes over a lifetime of, of looking and observing a life and watching it grow from immaturity to maturity, from small in influence to increasing in influence. And as a church, Charles, those around you, your leaders in April too, they've seen that happen in you, the gift, the calling, the character, developed in such a way that this is the time where God will release that publicly before this congregation, but in the realm of the Spirit, God will also release something in you that will multiply your influence and your effectiveness in this part of the world where you are. So this is a holy moment. This is a precious time. This is a time when we, the people of God, come to not just celebrate a decision made in the councils of men. This is something where we recognise that the councils of men are echoing a decision made in heaven, that this ordination comes from God and we simply recognise what God has ordained. I'm going to ask you, I know Pastor Nick said you'll get fit and look good. We need to keep working on that, so I'm going to need you to stand. And uh, again, we're going to pray. And to gather around the eldership here, they're going to gather around you, Charles and April. We understand marriage is a precious thing where one person cannot carry and express ministry alone. While we ordain Charles today, we recognize that April is a very significant part of this ministry and Charles could not fulfill even one iota of it without the support and endorsement of April, his wife. And so surrounded by your family, surrounded by the eldership of the church and before the church gathered today in this dedication day, we extend our hands in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the preciousness of this day. Lord, how wonderful this is to gather as the people of God and to know that on this day, when we have come together in dedication, Lord, you have placed your hand in a particular way upon Charles and April. And Lord, they carry something which we recognize. What they carry has been developed over time, but it's been given by you. And we see it. And we recognize that it's coming to a platform of greater visibility and greater profile. And so I pray for them today. And I dedicate them, Lord, in this moment of ordination, Lord, to the call of God and to the ministry that you've called them to. Father, I thank you that they serve as a part of a team. And I pray, Lord, for fruitfulness in the team. 
And I pray, Lord, that from this day forward, Lord, there will be a significantly greater contribution even than before. And I pray Charles will see things he's not seen before. He will perceive things he's not perceived before. Lord, in confidence and boldness and faith, he will say things that he's not said before. Father, he will be able, Lord, by the anointing of God, to shake the foundations of the enemy. He'll be able to make announcements, oh God, from heaven itself that will change and transform lives. And so I pray for them today and ask your blessing upon them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Charles and April together, while you're surrounded by your leadership and your family, I want to put this charge to you. And I charge you in the name of Jesus that you will carry the gift of God, that you will carry the calling of God, and that you will carry it in godly character. Charles, you will be a husband to your wife in a way that is precious and an example to every other family in the church. I charge you that you will be parents to your children in a way that will be a blessing to them, and it will be an inspiration to every family in this church. I charge you that you will minister the Word of God without fear, without favour, that you will preach what God gives you to preach and not change it because of personalities around you, that you will be bold, that you will be caring, that you will be compassionate, that you will be fervent, you'll be a man of prayer, you'll be a man of the Word, and by the ministry that God has given to you, you will not seek to copy somebody else but you will be a unique expression of God's giftedness to this church. I charge you that in Jesus' name and ask you to receive that charge now in the name of Jesus, the head of the church. Amen. 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 Thanks, guys. Well, we've got a tear out of Charles. That's the main thing. You may be seated. Thank you, Eldership. Pastor Tim, just stay up here. So we just we continue with just some of our, some more of our dedications, if that's okay. I'm also going to ask Pastor Tim just to talk about, just to dedicate the, the purpose of this building. And, uh, do you know, the vision of this church is very simple. And it's very, I believe, uncomplicated. I believe the purpose that we're here for is to, number one, restore people. How many, how many of you know there's a lot of broken people in our communities? And, you know, one of the, the things that I love is when I see people come in with lost hope or broken dreams or just things that they've carried and the pain and come into, into contact with the purpose and presence of God and then being restored. There's nothing like seeing people restored. And God's already begun to do that. We've seen quite a few people come through these doors and, and seeing God restore them. The second thing is that this will be a house that will raise ministries up. You know, we want to see multitudes, multitudes of people. And it's, it's not just the young people. Uh, we want to see multiples of people 
raised up for the kingdom of God and the purpose of God. Can I say this, that last year it was very difficult trying to get this building to where it needs to be and a lot of my time was given there, but I just really feel a release that this year that I can give myself to training and with our teams just raising people up for the kingdom of God and releasing them into the purpose of God. The third thing is not just raising them up, but to release them. I believe the day will come where we will see ministries that have been raised up, being restored and raised up in this house that will be released, and not just to the city of Melbourne uh, or the nation of Australia, but to the nations of the world. You know, I, I can see uh, cross-pollination, even with the UK. Some of my closest friends are in the UK and different parts of the world. Who knows what God wants to do? We don't want to limit that. But this is the purpose that I believe that God has for this house. And in a moment, we're going to dedicate that purpose to God, the purpose of this building. It's a practical building. You know, this week I've met with Quest Apartments and they're looking to have conferences here. Uh, You know, I would love, we've already had people come past this building and just be curious and, and actually walk in. We had someone walk in yesterday while there was the women's meeting say, what is this church? How can you have a church here? And uh, it gives us an incredible opportunity. Uh, the girls from Quest Apartments came in the other day and they were just absolutely, they just said, this is better than a conference center. But how many of you know that this is not just a conference center? This is a place where people can encounter Jesus Christ in his spirit. And so there's going to be people coming in here that maybe would have never, ever stepped into a church. And because of an opportunity, that this creates, who knows what God is going to do? Who knows? And then, you know, about a year and a half ago, I was, you know, looking at this warehouse behind us and I was, you know, I really felt the Holy Spirit say, get this warehouse. You need to get this warehouse because I want to do something bigger than you think. And so I just began to believe God. Corplex happened to own the warehouse. And so I began to talk to Paul, who you're going to meet on March the 6th. We're going to have a community day. And we're inviting all the people that have helped us to build this building and different community uh, places that are that are around here. And, and so I spoke to Paul and said, Paul, if that building ever comes up for sale, please let me know. He said, well, actually, Nick, we, it is on for sale, but it's leased. As soon as the lease is finished, I'll let you know. Little did I know, I was thinking about a year and a half down the track. I thought to myself, wow, do you know, God, let us settle it into this building and then we'll tackle that building. How many of you know God sometimes just fast tracks us? And just as we're about to get into this building, just to, in December, actually, sorry, in um, November, somebody put an offer on the building. And I thought, we're going to lose it. We haven't got the funds. We can't stretch ourselves. And I just had Bernie, most of you met Bernie last week. Bernie said, Nick, you're not going to get this opportunity again. You really need to pray and believe. And that just sparked something in my heart. I'd gone with Tim to America uh, in August and I'd seen centres where they just didn't have one building but they had different buildings in different locations. Wouldn't it be amazing, church, if, you know, these aren't the only buildings we have but one day we've got buildings maybe in different locations that serve the community with a message of Jesus Christ.
And so, do you know, I, I just stepped out in faith and cut a long story short. We now have purchased this warehouse just, you know, uh, across our car park. And so our car park is, is actually sandwiched by two buildings. This will be where I believe God wants us to, to move into the gifts of the Spirit and, and allow people to come into this atmosphere. But, you know, some people will never step into churches. And so we have a plan for that building. You know, we would love to, you know, I don't have it fully. I'm still praying about some of it. But one of the things we're looking to do is put a counseling center there. Um, You know, through a series of events, uh, there's now a music school there that's run by Natalie Williams. Natalie, would you come up here just for a second? And uh, she runs a, um, a music program called Naturally Music. And, you know, For her, it's not just a business, it's a ministry. And she has the opportunity to train young people in the area of the arts and connect them with God. Most of her teachers are students. And um, this week we brought some of our seniors up there and you just said something profound about what your heart is. Can you just share with us uh, some of the, the things that God has placed on your life? And that would be absolutely awesome. Thanks, Nick. Um, yeah, it was so lovely to have some people come over and just be put on the spot because it did make me think about what it was that um, God really did have on my heart. And I know I've thought about it from time to time, but it was just just flowed out of me. Um, I did write things in case I forgot because I thought I might cry. <laughs> um, but the one thing that I know for sure is that we are meant to be there. Um, it's just... God's timing was ridiculous, um, almost to the second. Um, So I just feel so incredibly blessed that this is something that's coming out of the church. I've been running this business for quite a few years now, but, yeah, this is just something far beyond anything I could have ever imagined that God would have had in store. But one of the things that um, I believe is for Naturally Music is that it's a place where we need to instill belief in people It's not just about teaching music and helping someone sing and become the next superstar, which a lot of music schools or performance schools do. But the thing that's really on my heart is that when people come in to us, they obviously come in to learn an instrument or um, to sing or dancing now as well, which we've just introduced, but that they come in and are opened to actually leave a different person um, because they've had belief instilled in them so that when they stand up at school or at work, they can actually speak with confidence. Um, There's a lot of kids that come in and you almost see the parents like kind of push them, you know, through those doors. And over the years, I've just seen some incredible changes in people's lives that, um, yeah, these really shy, insecure little kids that now... If they were on here, they'd be stealing this, the limelight. They're just amazing, beautiful people. And it's such a blessing to have people from the community that you can not have to preach to, but just show God's love to. Um, and I think that's the one thing I've learnt the most is that just by being ourselves, that's all we have to do. We, ju- we don't have to shove anything down these people's throats. We just have to love them. And that's a biggest, biggest witness that we can do. Um, What I do believe is that um, God's going to bring people into Naturally Music that um, would otherwise not have an opportunity. People like um, 
well, I know for me, being a single mum, single mums are really on my heart um, because I know how hard it is to work and put, sorry, you know, bills, paying bills, put food on the table for your kids. And then when their friends are doing all these other things, they don't, they can't, they don't have the money. So, sorry. I just believe that God's going to supply some needs for these amazing mums that have to to do it tough. And we're looking at government grants and things like that at the moment that we could hopefully maybe support some of these kids that want to learn, that have a passion, but they also need to feel loved themselves so that we can support these mums, but also for special needs, because I believe music is in all of us. I mean, God created us with a heartbeat, so every second of the day there's a beat flowing through our body, and um, yeah, I just, I can't put into words how excited I am of this opportunity that we've now got, Um, yeah, Oh, the special needs. I <laughs> I remember watching a TV show um, and it was with um, some um, physically handicapped people and just watching them be instructed for dancing. Some of them were in wheelchairs and um, others, you know, were just on the floor. But the joy on their faces was amazing because the instructor was just treating them like he would a normal class And for them to participate in something like that would just be amazing. So, yeah, that's something I'm really praying for. You know, um, give her a big hand. I think that's amazing what she's going to do. You know, we've got this incredible kitchen. It's got this incredible cool room and freezers. It would be great if we could just have food there and if Nat rang, rang the office and says, look, I've just had a new student come from a single-parented family. They don't have any food. They're just struggling. And we've got clothes there. And Wouldn't it be amazing if they've come maybe for a singing lesson, but something happens to them where the church can really just touch every area of their life? And, you know, God has brought this to us. We, You were about to sign another contract. You came and talked to Charles. Charles said, stop, stop. You need to go and see Nick. You know, God builds his church. I'm not that smart as a leader Uh, to do all this. I hope you think I am, but I'm not. God creates those opportunities. And um, we're still praying to see how this is going to unfold. But I just know that this is going to be a community center. Jean, Tom, won't you come up here? I wasn't going to do this now, but you're part of it. And uh, Angie, Angie Weeks, you come up with her too, because you work as a team. Um, You know, one of the things we want to do is we want to put a counseling center there. Some people will not come to a church. Um, and I just am, we're just so blessed to have people of this caliber. And Jean Tom is actually the head of our counselors. And uh, uh, Angie is her sidekick, her assistant. And uh, they're in our church. Isn't that amazing? Th- these gifts are in our church. And we're wanting to build a, you know, a, 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 a um, counseling area where people can come. And, you know, I know there's people in our church that are being trained as counselors. We want to release those gifts to work in an opportunity where, where people can be, you know, they can be counseled and they can have creative ministry and they can have, you know, the body, soul and spirit all met because that 
is the gospel, and so I'm, I'm wrapped. Also, uh, Cam Hendry, would you come? And you know, I, I got mixed up this morning, Charles. I thought that Cam Hendry was going to speak on next uh, at the um, Sunday Co. And I thought, how did you get Cam Hendry? Because he hates getting on a platform, and he hates speaking. But why don't you give Cam a big, big hand? Because uh, Cam. Uh, has also is one of the leases of the building. It's not a huge spot, uh, but Cam has a printing company. And you might think, well, what is that part of ministry? Let me tell you, ministry isn't what you do, it's your heart. And this young man, I don't know if you know Lisa, and uh, there she is, she's in the crèche with little Mackenzie. And uh, they, they have an incredible heart for people. And uh, Cam doesn't just print shirts, but, you know, he comes in contact with all sorts of businesses. The great thing about Cam is that he's sort of the first, as you walk through the building, he's the first, you know, sort of uh, person you come in contact. He actually oversees that warehouse for us. And, you know, Charles and I can just give him a ring. Cam, we need to do this. Cam, we need to do that. He's got an incredible heart, just like his mum and dad. And so, Cam, we want to bless you today and the business that God is going to do. I just believe you're going to, God's going to prosper you. But I'm going to get you to say something. Is that all right? Is that okay? Do you, how many of you want to hear from Cam? You know, this is the time to release. Just tell us what you do, you know. Can you do that? That would be great. Well, tell us about your wife. Tell us how much you love your wife. I do love my wife. It's uh, Valentine's Day, and I didn't get a present yet. So I do love you. Um, yeah, I'm a screen printer. I do clothing, so anything apparel. So if you've got a logo, we'll put it on it. We supply and do it all there. It's a handy little plug that we get to have here today. Um, so I do have a website, camprint.com.au. And you can... Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah, so any, any sort of high-vis, uh, sportswear, corporate wear, apparel, anything like that. So we'll uh, sort you out if you need any uniforms or you've got any businesses that need, need your logo on it. And I pray your logos go right through Australia, let that creativity live. Tim, why don't you come up? Why don't you stand again? We're going to dedicate the purpose, the purpose of this building, the purpose of the warehouse to God today. Father, we thank you for those that stand on the stage and more particularly, we thank you for the ministry that each one of them carries. We thank you, Lord, for the influence that you've given to them. And Lord, at this day, we pray for an increasing and expanding influence that, Lord, you will prosper the various works that they do so that, Lord, they will know what it is to stand in the place of effective ministry into lives, into businesses, into families, Lord, into people. We pray, Lord God, that you will prosper them, Lord, financially that you will bless them in every way, that, Lord, their soul will prosper and they will prosper, Lord, in accordance with the richness of their soul. Lord, I pray you'll give them words of insight into troubling situations so that, Lord, as they speak, their words will be like a key that will unlock an answer to somebody in distress. I pray, Lord, that you will just bless them with ideas and thoughts, words and revelation that will help and transform I pray, Lord, for those in business that you will bless them. Lord, those in the people caring industry, Lord, that you will bless them. That, Lord, above and beyond everything else, your name will be glorified through this property and the purposes that are fulfilled in it. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.
Thanks, Tim. Fantastic. We'll just move around very quickly. I just want to introduce our staff to you, the people that work behind the, the scenes. So, Charles, why don't you come up here as the assistant pastor? You come up here really quickly. Assisting Charles, this has uh, just happened over the last month. Uh, Sally Lees, she assists Charles. So, come up here, Sal. Give her a big hand. Marie Flannery. Marie Flannery is actually our children's pastor. She's on one day a week. So Charles is full-time. Sal works for us four hours. She most probably gives us 20 hours. She's paid for four. And that's why, you know, can I just say this? If we all just followed the principles of tithing, who knows what God can do and release in this house. Also, April, would you come up here? April's our bookkeeper, and uh, she's also uh, is paid for four hours. I think last week she put in about 40 hours. We just added the zero to her... Um, to her uh, number of hours, but they do some great work. I also want to introduce some new staff to you. Um, as Charles has become the assistant uh, pastor, he will still oversight the youth and uh, the young adults and other departments. And th- this has been a decision we've just made overnight, but we've prayerfully prayed. And um, so we've we've asked Jordan Wakeland. Uh, I don't know where Geordie is. Geordie, would you come up here? And Geordie... With a team, is uh, now going to lead the youth group. Isn't that fantastic? He's got a great team, and we just really just appreciate who he is. He actually also works for Destiny Rescue, and so I think it's three days a week you work for Destiny Rescue. He also, playing guitar, works for Natalie uh, as a guitar teacher, and so we just thought we'd add a little bit more work and just make him the youth pastor. And, you know... You know, we don't know how long that's going to be, but it's an opportunity to see him developed in ministry. The other person that we've put on staff, which, you know, is a person who most probably will be in the background, but let me tell you, he ministers just as powerfully as these people do. And that is uh, Danny, Danny, De- I was going to say Danny, I was going to say Danny DeVito, <laughs> Danny Delmo. Is Danny here this morning? Danny, would you come up here? And uh, Danny... Danny is our cleaner. Uh, now, Danny has been cleaning buildings with us for the last six months. Not paid. Comes in, uh, used to come in every Thursday morning. Would do two or three hours, not paid, just do the work. And, um, you know, so we, we really felt that he, you know, is the man to help us. He, again, is only paid four hours a week. We need to increase some of these hours, but we need to also look at the income and things like that. And so we just nearly really need to believe God. But can I say this? Danny's going to need some help. If you can volunteer and just give some of your time, that would be absolutely uh, imperative to help us clean this building. So why don't you give these guys a big hand and you know, just stay up here. Let's pray. Can we pray for them right now? Father, in Jesus' name, we dedicate, Lord, the hands, the feet of these people. We pray, Lord, that everything they do, Lord, will be to increase your kingdom, to lift up the name of Jesus, and, Father, to serve your people just the way Jesus Christ came to serve us. We bless them today, and we thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give them a big hand. That's great. 
Now, very quickly, I'm going to call out these people. These are our department leaders, our women's department, and I hope these people are here. Is run by Clarissa Valentine. If you are here, can you just come and stand at the front? Our men's ministry is John Graham. Our youth is Jordan Wakeland. Young adults, Jason and Kat Hendry. Our community, again, John and Jan Graham. Come out, guys. Come out now and just stand at the front if I've called your name. Uh, Colin and Lynn Hendry. Uh, they uh, take care of our pastoral care. Uh, Rod and Sally Lees, they take care of our hosting team. Uh, Jan Graham, uh, she does our uh, events. She's our events manager. Our decor is done by Lynn Hendry. Lynn, put your hand up so everybody can see. This is our decor person. Annalisa Kohler takes care of our worship department that you see up here on a Sunday. Mums and Bubs is April and Lauren. Our children's ministry is Marie Flannery. Counselling department, Jean, Tom, why don't you come? Our missions, Greg and Sue Murray. And Hope Tour is Charles Chrisopulli. Why don't you give these folks a big, big hand? So these are all our department leaders, and uh, we're going to be adding. I didn't see Clarissa. She's not here today. Um, but you know what? These are the guys that, you know, behind the scenes run departments, and, uh, you know, they do an amazing, an amazing job. You're going to get to know them, see them a lot more, but why don't we pray for them right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. We, we ask for a fresh anointing. We ask for a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. Lord, empower them. Let them be sensitive to the work that they do. Let them understand it's not a job, but it's a calling. Father, I pray the Holy Spirit that you would come and anoint them afresh and that you would bless and multiply. Father, that they would raise up mighty teams, mighty teams, that Lord would be released, not just in this church, but in this community. We thank you for them now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give them a big, big hand. It's fantastic. Tim, you can be seated if you want. We're just going to do just a couple of more things. I know it's a bit of a longer day, but please just be patient with us. We're going to pray for marriages and we're going to pray for families. How many of you think that's a good idea? We just want to see our marriages and our families blessed. Um, this Today is a special day because there's a couple in our church, and that's Gerth and Julie Jolly. Uh, they, to, not today, but apparently in this, in this month, they actually celebrate 45 years of marriage. Isn't that fantastic? So what I'd like you to do is, Julie, Gerth, why don't you come out here? Give them a big, big hand as they come. As they come, come up here. Let me quickly tell you their story. In 1969, Gerth and I, this is Julie, this is Julie's, Julie's perspective, so it's always different when it's a woman's. In 1969, Gerth and I worked for opposition banks. We lived in a farming town called Marandellas. I hope I've got that right. It wasn't love at first sight. This is from Julie's perspective. My mother met Gerth one evening when he came to visit mum and said to me, Julie, darling, that's your future husband. I cracked up laughing. A mother's wisdom, and here we are 45 years later. The journey began when we got married on the 13th of February, which was yesterday, 1971, 
uh, in my mum and dad's garden on a farm outside Salisbury, Harare, Rhodesia, Zimbabwe. I give God the glory for being the glue that has bound us together over a roller coaster of a journey. Well, we congratulate you today and we champion uh, marriages today. I want to give you just a small gift from our church and I pray that it will be a blessing to you. So, John and Joe, uh, I'm going to get John and Joe just to stand with Pastor Tim and myself and we're going to dedicate marriages and families to the Lord. And, you know, if, if you're here today and you are married, you're sitting next to your spouse, you've got your family, why don't you just grab a hold of their hand? Actually, love, I'm feeling lonely up here. Why don't you come up here? And it's Valentine's Day. Just come and... Very good. That's great. John, I'm going to give over to you. Could you pray for marriages? And... Heavenly Father, we just thank you that uh, you are a relational God. And because of that, Father, you love us so much that uh, we cannot help but love you. In our marriages, Father, we know that uh, that relationship is so important between a husband and a wife. We just thank you for uh, Gerth and Julie that, Lord, the cement that has glued them together is your love. We just praise you for that and we thank you. And we just pray for every marriage that's here today, Father. We dedicate every marriage that is here and even those that are engaged, Father, we dedicate them. Lord, that that glue that holds us all together is that love, that relationship and that uh, bonding, Father. We just praise you for this and thank you that... Lord, you are in charge of all of our lives, all of our marriages, and we just, Lord, just uphold them today. And uh, we just thank you and we dedicate them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. We love you. Meredith, just stay up here if you can. Thanks, Pastor Tim. Andy, would you come up? If you guys can just get yourselves ready, that would be, that would be great. It's like Meredith needs something. Her pad. Is it water or you, you want water? Okay, I do. As we come to the conclusion of this meeting today, um, I just want to pray for our, for those of you that aren't married, we want you to know that you might belong to a family, this is your family too. And just for a moment, just, just close your eyes. There are young people here and young adults that you're on a journey, you're on a journey of maturity and coming to some of you will find your future spouse in this place but we just want to bless you doesn't matter how old you are maybe you feel disconnected but you know God is our father father today I pray for every person that was going to come into this house every person that's a young person that Lord maybe hasn't got a family I pray for those that you've already brought to us in this house Lord we love them I pray that you bless them that, Lord, in their singleness, they don't feel that they're different, or, but rather that they're unique. Give them wisdom. Help them to grow. Help them to grow in maturity. And, Lord, when the right time comes for them to find a spouse, Lord, bless them. We pray for their spouses even today. We thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As we close today, I just wonder, 
It would be great today, as this is a dedication service. Maybe your life isn't where it should be with Jesus Christ. Maybe you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here today and you say, well, a friend's bought me. I don't even know what this is totally about, but there's a tug in your heart. Maybe you're not exactly where you know you need to be. Maybe you've got hurt. Maybe through your journey you've got hurt, but today you want to say, God, I want to rededicate my life to you 100%. I'm going to give you that opportunity in a moment. Maybe you're a young couple here that just had a baby. Why don't you be one of the first couples to dedicate your baby here on this platform? Maybe you've never been baptized in water. We've got a great baptismal font right here. Why don't you become the first person to be water baptized in this place as a sign of dedication? So every eye closed for just a moment. If you feel a tug in your heart, whether God's calling you to be water baptized, whether God's calling you to rededicate your life, whether God's calling you to dedicate your children to God, whether God's calling you as a husband to say, I want to stand up and be a man of God. If that's you, I just want you to quickly lift your hand as a sign and say, Pastor, today I want to respond and I want to respond to the Holy Spirit of what he wants to do in this place. Father, I thank you right now, Lord, for what you're doing in hearts. I thank you for that hand. I thank you for hands right now in Jesus' name that, Lord, you are moving in this place. Lord, as we dedicate ourselves totally to you, Lord, let hearts today be awakened with your purpose in Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Well, I'm gonna, we're going to uh, close the meeting today. Andy and Meredith are going to sing a song that I have been training them to sing. And um, it is a very, very difficult song. It's a popular song. Uh, but, you know, I believe there's a, just a touch of God on it. And uh, we want to finish the, ser- the service today with this song because it's a prayer. So why don't you give them a big hand and encourage them as they do that. All we need is music, that's all. Silent night.
Fantastic. It's taken me weeks to teach him that. Absolutely weeks. Why don't you stand to your feet? Why don't we give Jesus Christ a big hand of praise right now and thank him? Beautiful. If you've been visiting today, we want to give you a special welcome. Thank you for coming. There's so many guests here. Uh, we do have a cafe at the back. We're not going to finish with a song. There's a cafe in the back. There's some goodies there. God bless you. Have a great, great day. Don't forget the prayer meeting this Wednesday night, 7.30. Hey, we love you. Have a great, great day. God bless you. <laughs>